Hey guys, Tony here. The holidays are upon us and everyone is looking for a unique gift for that special someone. Hero Habit has you covered. Swing by HeroHabit.com today and start a subscription to one of our monthly trading card boxes. You pick your favorite team and we send you 20 to 25 cards every month. No more sorting through hundreds of packs to pick your favorite players and being stuck with tons of cards you just don't want. We do the searching and sorting for you. Plus, we include autographs, relics, and short print cards too. A lucky Yankees fan will get a Luis Servino autograph patch booklet. A lucky Cardinals fan will get a Stan Musial autograph. And how about a Ken Griffey Sr. autograph card heading to Seattle? We have boxes for baseball, football, and basketball available for $15 a month, and shipping is always free. Plus, if you're not into sports, we have music, TV, comic book, movie, and WWE mystery boxes, which have a guaranteed hit in every box. Whether you're looking for something for someone else, or you just want to treat yourself to a fun, affordable way to collect your heroes, Hero Habit boxes are a great idea. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to sign up and use coupon code PODCAST to save 15% off your first month of boxes. That's HeroHabit.com coupon code PODCAST to save 15% on your first month of boxes. Okay, let's get uh, started with the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony. Today, we are talking about a song that I um, will now admit I kind of didn't appreciate as much as I should have. The song we are talking about is Rock and Roll Fantasy from the Kinks album Misfits. It was released uh, on the album and as a single on May 19th, 1978, and was their highest charting song in the United States, uh, hitting number 30. It was their highest charting song since Lola came out um, seven years prior. And the reason I haven't given this song the respect that it necessarily deserves is it's in a weird period for the kinks, uh, for me as a fan, because I like their straight-up rock and roll of the early days. Um. I like the hyper British concept albums of Village Green and Arthur. I like their early 70s rock of Lola and Muswell and Everybody's in Showbiz. I like a lot of their material from the preservation, uh, soap opera, schoolboys in disgrace period. This period, though, <clears throat> features a much more polished band. Recording-wise, you know the songs are great. Period. You're not gonna, you're not gonna convince uh, anybody that truly likes the music that the songs aren't fantastic songs. But the production style that the Kings were utilizing, um, pretty much from like Sleepwalker, Misfits, uh, to a lesser dis- uh, uh, degree low budget which is the following album after misfits it's very polished i have sometimes uh thrown this in the yacht rock category and it very well could be considered that except i i'm going to put an asterisk after that because i think yacht rock uh is very specific and um the people that made it popular, that had those hits, that was 
as rock and roll as they were ever going to get. They weren't rock bands that were polishing it up and toning it down a little bit. That was as rock as roll as rock and roll as they were going to get. And I've always said this about certain bands, the Kinks and Beatles in particular, who when people try to tell them tell me, well they're just pop bands, they're not rock and roll. I always point to certain examples and and say a pop song can come from a rock band. Right? Sure, the Beatles did, uh, you know, In My Life, a beautiful pop ballad. But they also did She Loves You, which is just straight up full metal rock and roll for its time. But a pop band can't really go the other direction because it always still sounds kind of poppy. And that's where you get this yacht rock kind of thing. So I I, kind of take it back because I just listened to this song prior to recording this episode to kind of give me a refresher on everything. And while it is very produced and very polished and some of the rawness that we've come to expect from Kinks albums to that point is glossed over with uh, this production style, it's done expertly. And if there are any songs that that we've talked about so far on this podcast that are a real treat to listen to full blast on the headphones. This might be top of the list so far. The recording is beautiful. So it's basically a song that tells two different stories. You, you, you're first, you're talking about, uh, it's very obvious. Ray is talking to Dave, you know, Dan is a fan. He lives for our music, right? He's talking to Dave or the whole band. They'd lost um, in the buildup to this album. They lost two members and almost lost a third. So there was some tumult in the Kinks uh, studios at the time. And it would have been a kind of a, a appropriate place to just call it a quits. You know, they'd had a string of albums that didn't sell huge with, you know, the preservation, schoolboys in disgrace, all that. Um, they've lost three-fifths of their band, two-fifths of their band, uh, virtually overnight, with a third, you know, practically begging to leave. So it would have been a logical endpoint for the Kinks. Thankfully, it wasn't, because some of their best work is still yet to come. So this song, on one hand, is talking Ray talking to Dave about, you know, why they got to keep doing it. And then the other part, the other side of it, is talking about the fans of of this music. Uh, Dan is a fan. There's a guy on my block. He lives for rock. Um, Some of these lyrics are a little bit cheesy. We have to admit. There's a guy on my block. He lives for rock. I mean, that's kind of a moon and June rhyming pattern. But, you know, I'm going to forgive it because the sentiment is... is, uh, is worth some clumsy rhymes here and there. But the arrangement of this song, um, it opens with a real breathy lead vocal from Ray. And then a little bit into that first verse, the background vocals come in and they're very restrained. And I've always felt that Dave's background vocals, sometimes they feel forced and sometimes they're a little bit higher in the mix than I think they, they should be um, because they're so forced. But this one is a is an uncharacteristically restrained background vocal. 
All around, the vocals are uncharacteristically restrained in this first verse. And then coming out of that first verse, the drums kick in and give you these, you know, real heavy tom fills where you think, all right, this song's about to burst. Like that was an introduction, and now the song is going to become a rock song. And so you get this bomb, 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 you know, these big drum hits, and then it doesn't really explode. Verse two adds some instrumentation. Um, but it doesn't live up to the the build between the verses that they teased, which is actually kind of a cool effect. I'm not. This is not a criticism. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it really propels the song forward because it is kind of a slower tune, you know. It, it's uh, and it's one where you're supposed to listen to the words. So it's cool that they kind of amp it up and then bring it down. Um, and then after verse two. The guitars kick in, you get some electric guitars, and it builds a little bit, and then it breaks down again to get you a guy in the block. Now, each verse is getting more uh, layered. They're adding instrumentation. They're adding heaviness. You know, the, the drums went from being very minimal to being a straight, you know, drum beat. But nothing has lived up to the buildup yet. And now that's when we meet uh, a guy on the block. And uh, so it keeps building and building. And and there's a lot of, of anticipation that goes unfulfilled. And in a lot of ways, I can't think of a song to this point where the ebbs and flows and the like the orchestration of the song and it's not i don't mean that like they have strings and stuff on it it's it's a band song but like the orchestration of the arrangement had so much dynamic range there aren't a ton of songs in the kinks catalog in any rock and roll band's catalog that that really have this kind of dynamic range in it and again it rewards you if you're listening loud on headphones or on a really good sound system full blast because uh, everything is mic'd beautifully. The acoustic guitars sound great. It's, it's a great mix. And then with this, this up and down, uh, this tension of, are they going to keep building? Is this when the song explodes? Is, you know, it, it really, the way it's mixed is fantastic. And then we finally get to Dan, the fan. And at this point, the vocals are drowning out the band almost entirely. Uh, it's a lush almost Beach Boys style um, background vocal, which we don't hear a ton of in the Kinks catalog. They are capable. They are, uh, you know, their their voices go well together. They have the skill set to do it. But like I said, their earlier albums were a little bit more raw. So a lot of times it was very simple background vocals or Dave harmonizing above Ray, but there aren't a ton of instances where you get this real lush, um, really mapped out and thought about background uh, chorus. Really, it's it's almost a choral arrangement with you know all these double and triple tracked vocals and these moving lines all over the place, and it's it's beautiful. And finally, we're getting to the climax of the song after all these attempted builds. We're finally getting to the big build. And at the climax of this song, Dave's doing some lead licks that are very understated and they're kind of mixed down. 
but listen to those those little lead passages. He is doing some beautiful guitar work on the electric guitar during that that portion. So the story of the song, like I said, it's telling two different stories, um, but it's kind of it's telling each story serves the perspective of the other story, right? So on one hand, you've got Ray telling Dave, we can't give this up because we've got these guys that love us and we got to do it for the fans. And then you've got the fan side, you know, their story is uh, informing the other story. So both stories, even though they're independent of each other in the lyric, are codependent on each other at the same time. And that's a cool thing that, you know, it takes a really good songwriter to pull that kind of thing off. So, um, like I said earlier, I've always liked this song. Uh, it's I have a playlist on my Spotify of all my favorite Kinks songs. You know, when I'm just in the mood to just listen to the Kinks, I put it on. It is always on those playlists. It was always on my mixed CDs back in the old days. But I did kind of write it off as a little bit, you know, it's a pretty song, but there wasn't much there. And um, having listened to it again for this podcast, you know, very attentively, not just passively while I'm driving down the road, but just focusing on all the elements that make this song what it is, uh, I do have a a better appreciation for it. I don't want to say new, because like I said, I've always liked this song. I want to be on the defense there, but I did kind of throw it away as a, a lighter kink song. And it's just simply not the case. I mean, it is produced, maybe a little overproduced, but it is overproduced expertly. It's like, uh, yes, it's a little bit too polished, but what element would you take away that would make the song better? And there's just simply not an element that can be taken away from this song that improves it. You know, it might be lateral, but it's not going to make it better. So there are times when overproduction is the perfect production for the song. So listen to it. I, I, I'm, I'm like a broken record on this thing. Full blast on your headphones. By the end of this podcast run, and we have like a thousand episodes to record if we're going to do all the solo stuff and all the rare things and whatever. We're going to hit every song from these two bands' extensive catalogs. Um. We have thousands of these. By the end of this run, we're all going to be a little bit hard of hearing because I'm asking you, I'm begging you, I'm pleading with you, listen to this full blast on your headphones and just listen to it. Do what I did and and be an active listener on this song. You know, when we're listening to uh, Wicked Annabella on Halloween, it's fine. Blast it on your car stereo, be focused on other things, but, you know, you know listen to it passively. That's fine. But this song in particular, I want you to listen to it actively and really take in all the elements that make this a cool track. And uh, if you're on Spotify, listen to the whole album. It's a really good album. It is, I think, one of maybe three Kinks albums that I actually own on vinyl. I know I had Sleepwalker on vinyl. I think I'm almost positive I had Misfits um, because this era does sound great on vinyl. 
So go to your local record store. Uh, if you're in the Bay Area, go to 1234 Go Records because they're friends of Hero Habit and I want to send them all the business they can and get this era, get all the Kinks albums on vinyl. But this era in particular sounds really good on vinyl. The Sleepwalker through Low Budget era sounds great on vinyl. And um, maybe you'll dig deeper into this. If this is a forgotten era for you, if you were like me where you kind of focus more on like 64 to 74 that decade um this is an album and an era worth really digging into because there's some phenomenal music being produced by the band at this point all right swing by herohabit.com for more kinks and beatles related material um you can visit on fridays we have a complete rundown of the week's podcast where you can listen to the songs and then listen to the podcast uh you know right back to each other and follow us at Hero Habit on Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagrams. And of course, as always, swing by iTunes, leave us a rating and a review, and tell all your friends. Share our podcast all over the internet. If you belong to groups devoted to these bands, uh, share it with them. Give me a call, 925-494-1739, and talk about your favorite or least favorite songs from the band, and I will include those in future episodes. And tomorrow, Friday, we are going to talk about uh, an early Beatles track that features some beautiful harmonies. All right. Thanks for joining me today. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great day. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.